Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 17. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Hey, Fire Nation, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Entrepreneur on Fire the place for inspiring interviews with today's most successful entrepreneurs. Are you on our email list? If not, you are missing your chance at the $50 cash we give to one lucky subscriber every Wednesday. Would your Wednesday be a little better with 50 bucks in your pocket? Go to entrepreneuronfire.com or eofire.com if you're like me and can't spell entrepreneur to find out more. Question. Have you been searching for an elite mastermind group? If yes, look no further than Ignite, an amazing mastermind of aspiring entrepreneurs. We have weekly webinars, amazing resources, forums, and huge giveaways, including a $200 cash giveaway every week. Come join our community at ignitemastermind.com. If you enjoy this free podcast, Please show your love and support by heading over to eofire.com and clicking the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page. This will shoot you over to iTunes where you can leave a rating and review. To show my appreciation for your hopefully five-star rating and review, I will give you a shout out at the top of an upcoming show telling the world just how cool you are. And now prepare to ignite. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, James Clear. James, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to get on fire, man. I'm ready to (laughs) roll. Excited to be here. Glad to hear it. James is the founder of Passive Panda. Passive Panda focuses on the three pillars of earning more money, freelancing, employment, and entrepreneurship. James' work has been featured by American Express, U.S. News and World Report, Yahoo Finance, and many others. James also delivers live presentations and keynotes to audiences ranging from small groups to 2,000 or more people. Wow. Uh, James, I've given a little overview of yourself. Why don't you tell us a little more about who you are and exactly what it is you do? Sure. I'll give you the 60-second uh, the backstory just to give everybody a good idea of where I'm coming from. Perfect. Um, I started my business to build a business that could pay for me going to medical school. Um, I'm originally a health and science guy. I was a biomechanics major in undergrad, and then I went to business school. And um, that's, you know, health and fitness and medicine is sort of where my passion lies. And so I, uh, I worked at a medical practice for a brief amount of time, and I enjoyed it. But a lot of the physicians that I worked with there, you know, you can imagine they get out of medical school, they have a lot of debt. So they spend a couple years paying their debt off, even though they're making a lot of money. Then they get done and they look around at the other doctors around and they say, well, he has a big house and a nice car. So I'd like a big house and a nice car. And, you know, before they know it, they, they're working 15 or 20 years and they're just making all this money to pay for this expensive lifestyle. And, it's interesting because they, you know, they're doing work that makes a difference and they're making a lot of money, but a lot of them that I saw were somewhat jaded. They didn't seem like they really, you know, it didn't seem like they had options. Like they were really made a choice in the way that they were living their life. It was like I'm sort of here now and I have to keep doing this because I have to uh to earn enough money. So, 
I said, well, I don't ever really want to go down that rabbit hole. So I figured one way to do that would be to start a business that could pay for me going to medical school before I went. So that was the idea. And then in business school, I got exposed to a lot of entrepreneurs and I was working in the Center for Entrepreneurship. I was one of my jobs was to analyze the venture capital investment for the region. So I, you know, I got exposed to a lot of tech startups and stuff then. I was, I got done and I was like, you know what, maybe I, I should try this. Maybe I should see if I can make something happen myself. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, whatever, I can go get a real job or, you know, go to medical school or whatever. So that was how I got started. Um, and the reason that I chose Passive Panda is because it was basically just the best idea I had at the time. But I was also interested in, you know, all this passive income thing. That sounds kind of good. I could make money while I'm going to medical school, you know, whatever. So that was how I got going. Well, it turns out a couple of years later that, I really don't write about passive income at all. I, I write about online business. I write about business strategy. I write about um, online marketing. And you know, I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with the internet marketing, the uh, passive income stuff. But I don't really, you know, I, I don't want to call it a pipe dream. But you know, I mean, if you want to make money, if you want to do work that matters, if you want to do good things, then that requires hard work. And I've always believed that, and I continue to believe that as I've gone forward. And so the name now doesn't necessarily represent um you know the topics that i talk about but it's a good brand and people enjoy the name and it's fun and lighthearted, and so i've kept it and uh and yeah that's kind of how i've gotten going but as you mentioned passive panda is focused on um earning more money and strategies for doing that entrepreneurship freelancing whatever maybe well it definitely is a fun mascot and if i can pull one thing out of what you just said a lot of entrepreneurs that i talk to they identify a pain, something that they're dealing with, an issue that they're dealing with, and they rectify that pain. Is it, is it fair to say that that's what you did when you were in medical school? You found that pain point and you took steps to heal that for other people? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that. I mean, and it's also, I agree that finding the pain point is a huge critical thing, um, regardless of how specific or general it is. Like you have to be addressing something that people actually want and need. Um, but uh, that's also a very big topic, so it's possible that I started too large. You know, I mean, everybody wants to earn more money. You know, right. Part. I mean, it's just so you know so big. But um, but yeah, it definitely it's definitely pretty good. And some of my more successful products have been focused on that, but a little more targeted. And we can talk about those those as we go along. Great. Let's move into our first topic, which is our success quote, because. Here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we start every show off with our guest's favorite success quote to get the motivational ball rolling and everybody pumped up this listening. So James, what do you have for us today for a success quote? So I thought about this for a while. I, I mean, obviously there are a lot of quote, quotes that I like, but the one that I went with is, the world makes way for the man who knows where he is going. And that's by Emerson. And uh, I think that's incredibly important because everything, pretty much everything you do from your life to the business you run to the job you work in, whatever it may be, you have to have purpose and clarity. Like everything else comes from that. Um, I, I remember hearing Will Smith say one time that like someone asked him, well, how are you successful? Like how have you become such a successful actor? And he was like, honestly, all it comes down to is this is what I believe in and I'm willing to die for it, like period. And that is like that is the definition of clarity, right? Of purpose, of having a direction. And every choice that you make in your business and whatever you're doing, if you have that beacon to look at to guide you, 
then that vision will, I mean, it makes all the choices so much more clear. Like stuff's going to get busy, right? It gets busy, it gets confusing, it gets overwhelming at times, but you have to have something to look at and say, yes, this is my vision. Like this is the purpose that I'm working towards. So, and, uh, and I also believe what Emerson says there where the world makes way for the man who knows where he's going. Like if you pick a, a direction, if you pick something that you're interested in and then go after that, people will help you. I mean, it's just so, I I firmly believe that the world is filled with good people who want good things for you, but they're just busy. And so in order to get them to help you, you just need to tell them what you're doing. You need to ask for their help. And when you do that, there there are all sorts of people who will come out of nowhere to, to help you and push you along and help you reach your goals. Yeah, absolutely. In a real world example, I mean, look, you're a successful and a busy guy, but I reached out. I asked you to join us here on Entrepreneur on Fire to help spread the word and you you agreed to do so. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So before we move away from the success quote and thank you for that two for one, I really enjoyed the Will Smith. I didn't, I had never heard him say that, but I've always been a big fan of his. How do you apply your original quote to your day to day? So I, uh, I mentioned, you know, my passion for health and fitness and I, um, you know, that's what I want my life's work to be. And so I, I've had to spend a little bit of time building this business, you know, building Passive Panda and working on the Remora method and Remora marketing and some of the other um, uh, courses and products that we can talk about. But I've always had that vision, right? I've always had that purpose where I said, this is what I'm working towards. Like, you know, my goal is to save lives, is to do work that matters, is to make some type of impact or put some small dent in the universe, right? And I think that I can do that through health and medicine. And in order to do that, I, I have this business, right? And so having that clarity or having that purpose for when I wake up and I'm like, you know what? The, I mean, I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, too. I don't, like, don't think that I, I don't enjoy the, you know, the, the work with Passive Panda or the writing I do or any of that stuff because I do. Um, I do enjoy that, and I think it's made a difference for people as well. But it's important to have that vision to look towards to say, yes, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm, you know, I'm writing this or working on this or whatever. Because it, you know, it allows me or it helps me to make a bigger difference or to make the impact that I want to make. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'm very much in save the world mode right now. So like it doesn't, it whatever <laughs> doesn't have to be something like that, right? You don't, I mean, it can be whatever you want it to be, but you just need to have something to look towards to say, yes, this is why I'm working this way. Great. Well, thank you for that. So our next topic is failure. Because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we really talk about the full journey of our spotlighted entrepreneur. In this case, this is about your story, your journey. And for every entrepreneur, we have failure in our past that we've learned from, that we've improved upon. Give us an example of a a failure that you've experienced and the events that led up to that failure. Sure. There's a, there's a lot of them to choose from. I mean, being in business for yourself is basically just one big exercise in overcoming a lot of little failures so that you can get to one big success. Um, but I'll pick, I'll pick one that I, that I had about a, I guess it was about six or eight months into starting my business. So I knew that, you know, my business is run primarily online. Um, It's all, you know, email marketing, webinars, blog posts, guest posts, interviews like this one, all this stuff, right? This is like how people find out about what I do. It's the way I drive people to the site. It's the way that I, you know, provide information to them, all that. 
So for a while, I had this product that I had launched um, called How to Email Important People. And it's basically an email course, talks a little bit about you know business development, getting in touch with people, how do you establish those relationships, all that stuff. And it had done relatively well. But I was like, man, I really want to like scale this up a little bit and you know and launch it, you know, to a, a large audience or to, you know see see what I can do. So through you know some a little bit of work and some mutual friends and everything, I got in touch with this guy who runs one of the biggest LinkedIn groups in the world. It's got like four hundred thousand members. Wow! I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's like massive. Um, and he agreed to do this webinar with me, but. He was also there's uh, so many lessons in this. I'll, I'll try to pull a couple of them out. But he was also a little bit pushy, okay? And he was like, "Look, I want to use this platform, which was a different platform than I was used to using. Um, I'd like it to have this in it. I, uh, you know, it, it needs to be on this date. Blah blah blah." He just had a couple of demands, and some of them, you know, not a big deal. I mean, the guy's doing me a favor. He's, you know, he's letting me talk to his huge audience. So I, w- I was accommodating and went ahead and you know did a couple of different things, and I adjusted the presentation and all this other stuff. Well. The day of the webinar comes up, and it, in the week preceding to that, he mailed out to this you know this massive audience. I had <laughs> I had friends from that like are completely unrelated to the business work I do, and they were like, "Hey, I just got this email from LinkedIn saying you're running this like presentation or something." And it was just it was just evidence of how big his audience was because these people like had nothing to do with what I was interested in, but they you know they were on this they were part of this massive audience he had, so. Um, I think we got, I don't remember what it was. We had a couple thousand people signed up. I mean, it was going to be a big webinar. It was going to be the biggest one I had done. And, uh, the day of the webinar comes up and I had the presentation ready, but I had made a couple mistakes that I hadn't even had any, that I didn't even know about at the time, but it ended up being a bunch of little things that came together to make it a complete catastrophe. So I, didn't I wasn't familiar with the platform. I had never run a webinar on it, so I didn't know how it worked. So I didn't know how you had to upload the slides. And apparently for this particular platform, you had to upload them like 25 minutes before it started, which I had never done before. I'd always just like screen shared the screen and just ran it right off the screen. So I never had to upload something. So I forgot to do that. So about 10 minutes before it starts, I realized I haven't uploaded the slides and that I can't. So now I got to get on the phone with their support group and have them go through their back end and upload the slides. So they like mad, battle like mad to do this, but they don't get it up there till like three or four minutes after we're supposed to have started. So I've already started late. Then they call me back and they say, hey, we can't start you on time. You know, it's already three minutes past. So we're going to have to push all this back a half hour. So we push the start date back a half hour. And of course, you know, thousands of people leave because they're like, what happened? This thing never started. So all those people leave. Then I get some people that stayed. I think like 800 people still stayed for a half hour and we're on. So I'm getting ready to speak to 800 people live and the slides start messing up. Like once they're loaded, you know, I can't, they're flipping all over the screen. They, the people are sending in um, messages like, Hey, my audio is not working or this, the slides are, you know, going crazy. I can't see them. So I got done with the presentation, and by the time I was done, like an hour later, I literally think there were like three people watching. <laughs> like there was like no one out of these thousands of people. And uh, and I was supposed to be pitching this product at the end. And you know, this guy who had let me have access to his audience was expecting to make like affiliate commissions from this. So it wasn't just like he gave me a chance to talk to him. It was like he was expecting to make money, and we made two sales at the end of it. 
And so he, <laughs> and I mean, he was thinking like he was literally, he was planning. I, I had never, like I said, I'd never done a big webinar this before. And he was planning on making like twenty, thirty thousand dollars from this. I mean, it was, you know, he was planning on being like really big and instead he made like a hundred bucks. So needless to say, we haven't done a webinar since then. Um, <laughs> but I learned a lot of things from it. And the first is you should do things that you're comfortable with and not things that appease people because they're big or because they have a lot of money or because, you know, whatever other reason there is. Like, I should have stuck to my guns and said, like, look, we're going to run on this platform. This is the one I'm comfortable with. Um, this is where it'll be. And, you know, if you don't like that, that's fine. But, you know, like that's, you know, that's how I'm most comfortable and how I can give the best presentation. So you have to take care of yourself and do stuff like that. Um, the other thing is that I was really expecting, you know, like I said, it was early on. I was really hoping this was going to be a big moment for me, right? Like a big, you know, where it'd be like, this is my breakthrough. Like I'll figure it out. This is awesome. I'll, you know, I'll be making all this money, blah, blah, blah. You know, this will be, I can do one of these every week. Like, you know, all this stuff. Right. And it didn't work out. It was total, you know, total bust, but everything went along just fine. Right. Like, I mean, I kept going and, you know, you continue to put the work in and the business grew and, you know, and I'm, I mean, I'm happy and I'm proud of where it is now. So there are important events that will come up along the way, but there's not one single event that will ever define you or your business. And it's, it can be tough to remember that in the heat of the moment, but that's something that, you know, that you definitely have to remember. And the second thing is, or the third thing is I took ownership for it, right? Like I emailed him, I was like, Hey, I screwed up. And I think that he wasn't happy about it, but I think he respected the fact that I was like, look, this is on me and I apologize, but you know, there's something I can do now. And, uh, you know, obviously if there's something I can do for you in the future, just let me know, but you need to own your mistakes and you know, nobody's perfect. And I think that it's, it's important to be the first one to own up to something bad you do, as opposed to reacting to someone else calling you out on it. And, um, yeah, I don't know there, it was, it was a tough situation for me, but at the time, but in the end it was a good learning experience. Well, those are th definitely three great takeaways. So thank you for sharing those with us. Like we said, prior to this topic, failure is part of everybody's journey. And it's really how you react to that failure that is going to define you, not the actual failure yourself. So that was a great point that you, you made there. I'm going to transition now to the next topic and this is where we really get into, you've continued your journey, you've, you're experiencing different successes and failures with Passive Panda, you're learning every single day. Was there a defining moment or a, a light bulb that came on that you just said, wow, like, aha, this is a great idea, and then you just moved forward with that idea and saw great success from it? You know, so in general, I think that being in business um, is, you know, a continual string of those little aha moments where like every day you're constantly learning something, you're picking something up from what different entrepreneurs done or what someone else you read about has done. And then the important part and the part that I think a lot of people forget is to act actually implement those things, like actually try them out. Um, I'm always blown away by how many people online will say stuff like, yeah, your email list is the most important thing or yes, you know, you need to do this or blah, blah, blah. Like they give out all these tactics and strategies and then they don't actually do them. So I'm like, you know, put your money where your mouth is sort of, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's always, it always blows me away. But I, to answer your question about the aha moment, um, I have, I've had a lot of little ones, but, and in general, I don't really believe that there's like this light bulb moment for most entrepreneurs who are like, Hey, I just figured everything out. But having said that I did have one 
uh, moment that, uh, you know, really changed things a little bit. And I was like, hey, I got done with it. Like I got done writing the article and I was like, that sounds pretty good. And then I sent it out and people were like, hey, we really like this. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we're let's run with it. So, and that moment was when I started the Remora method or Remora marketing, as I called it. And the Remora method's my best-selling course at this point. And the basic story behind it is that there's a small fish called a Remora and it attaches itself with this like suction cup like fin to the bottom of a shark. And the shark provides the remora with transportation through the water, protection from predators, even you know, little scraps of food from the stuff the shark eats. And in exchange, the remora cleans bacteria off of the shark. Well, what I tell people is that a lot of people are interested in earning more money and everybody wants more customers, but a lot of people aren't comfortable with the marketing and sales piece or they're looking for a new way to, you know, to do marketing and sales. And I tell them, like, you don't have to be the shark, right? Like, you can be the remora. As long as you have something valuable to offer, as long as you have a product or a service that people enjoy, then you can partner with someone, like the shark, who can bring you the stuff that you need, right? Who can bring you the paying customers, who can bring you your target market, who can bring you the ideal audience that you're looking for. And so people really enjoy that story, and they sort of latched onto it a little bit, and they're like, yeah, there might be something to this. And I enjoy it a lot because it's about mutually beneficial relationships. And I battle with this a lot. Like I don't really, I'm not necessarily a natural salesman and you know, I I do it because I need to, but I really want to do stuff that I believe in and like increase my income while, you know, not compromising my values. And so building these mutually beneficial relationships is a way to do that and a way to, you know, to get people to rally around this idea of, you know what, you can build a great business and still be a good person and do good things for other people as well. So I started that course and have built it around that idea and that story. And the moment that I thought of that, I was like, hey, this could work. And people have enjoyed it and it's done well for me. So I'm glad that I, glad that I had that aha moment. Are, have you ever considered creating a Remora logo to go with your passive panda logo? Yeah, actually I have. I'll give you a, uh, since this, this conversation is going well, so I'll give you a little insight into what I'm thinking to do with this soon. The course is going well. But I may be transitioning very soon to the Remora Marketing Institute and uh, changing the Passive Panda brand and molding it into that because the majority of things that I talk about have to do with, with that mutually beneficial relationship and building those type of things and also online marketing. So it fits more with the topics I talk about. And, uh, and I also, you know, I, I just think that would be most beneficial and that's also the best selling course. So I might as well just, you know, run with that. But that's probably somewhere I'll go in the near future. Wonderful. Well, just to pull a couple of things out of what you've said, I really agree with your point about how an entrepreneur is always having these small aha moments intraday. I mean, one thing that we're always looking to do is educate ourselves. So we're reading blogs, we're looking at different podcasts and videos, and we're always just increasing our knowledge on some levels, taking the good out and kind of hopefully leaving the bad behind, but always improving ourselves as an entrepreneur. So that was a really good point that I liked because we often do focus on a specific aha moment. I do think that your Remora method was an aha moment resource for you where you realized this is something that feels right with me. And then it was something that resonated very well with your clients when you sent it out to them. And it just made a good fit because of that. So those are two different examples of how you're going to be having small wins every single day. And hopefully every now and then you'll have that big win that really resonates and just translates well into what you're trying to get across to your clients. So thank you for sharing that. I I appreciate that. 
I would agree with that too. I, you know, just this morning when I was in the shower, I had another little one where I was thinking about, I thought about how I had spent my time yesterday and what I worked on. And then I was thinking about some other stuff that I had read recently. And I was like, you know what? The secret really for a lot of successful people isn't that they like always know what to work on. It's that they know what to not work on. Like successful people ignore 99% of the things that have nothing to do with their goals. And knowing what to ignore is is so crucial because like I'm I get excited about stuff like I'm an idea guy you know I, I enjoy pursuing a new opportunity or saying like hey how can I make this work blah 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 right but if you are always chasing like new stuff like that then it becomes hard to become really successful because you need that core focus on something and you know I mean that's just a little idea that I had in the shower this morning but yeah that you always have those moments where you're like okay this is important how can I use this to make my business better the liberation of the word no, I like to say. It's a huge liberating word to use. And the more we use it, the more it can free time up for us to actually, like you said, focus on things that, that we really can strive and excel in. So let's move on to the next topic, which is your actual current business. Now, we've spoken a lot about the Remora method and where Passive Panda is and your vision for the future on some levels. But let's talk about one thing specifically maybe above and beyond the Remora methods, since you have touched upon that, that's really exciting you about your business today. What's one thing that you really get excited about working on within your business? One thing that I have to do is writing a lot. And I didn't realize how much I enjoyed writing um, before I started, but I definitely do. I definitely do enjoy that. So writing is something that, cre- I guess I'll call it creating, because it could be you know an interview like this or whatever. But it's important to, to make that shift from consuming to creating. And I think that when you do create and contribute to the world around you, you start to recognize and respect a lot of people for what they create because you realize how hard it is. But you also find out a little bit about yourself. Like it's in, I, I firmly believe that it's in the act of creating new experiences and creating new things that we find out like what's really important to us and who we are. So it's a good self-discovery tool as well. So I, I've enjoyed that. But One thing that I'm excited about with regards to creating is that it took me quite a while, but now I am by quite a while, I mean like a year and a half. Um, But now I have a system of, you know, things that I've created, the emails and launch a launch sequence and blog posts and all this stuff that works that I know like leads people from, Hey, this is my first interaction with you to I'm now a customer of yours. So at this point, I'm really, what I'm excited about is just taking that and scaling it. Um, and, you know, and distributing it in different ways, but in distributing it and distributing it to different audiences so that I can say, all right, where does this work? Where does it not work? How can I scale this more? You know, who should I be partnering with? Who should I be looking to work with? And what type of person does this message resonate with best? And now that I, you know, it, it's a lot of work just to figure out the message, just to figure out the offer, just to figure out how you need to deliver it and what you need to write. But now that that's done, now the work can shift from me from, you know, I need to figure out something that works to I need to figure out how to share this. One question that I'm always asked is, what do entrepreneurs do during the day? It seems to be this big mystery. The question is coming up time and time again. Can you just give us two tasks that seem to occupy a majority of your day? Sure. You know, one thing I think it's one reason why I think people try to make it this big mystery is that a lot of entrepreneurs want it. I, I don't know. Or people want it to sound more sexy than it is. You know, or they, it's like, um, they, I don't know. They want to make themselves sound smarter. Like they're doing some amazing like strategic meetings and all this stuff. Like, honestly, the majority of my day is spent doing two tasks, researching and writing. 
And if I've done those tasks well, then I've developed new ideas and formulated, you know, a new strategy or a new vision or a new idea that I can implement in the business things that I'm already working on. And I've created, so I, I like the phrase release something today. Like even if it's smaller than what you envision, like release something, you know, like stop the planning, stop the strategizing, stop the meeting, but you know, just actually get something out. And so if I've done my job, I've researched well enough to find a new idea and I've produced well enough to release something. I think that's a great method. I've recently read the book, The Lean Startup, and one of the big motivating points there is you need to get something out into the universe because until you do, you're not going to get any kind of feedback or response back where you can then adjust and actually make it into something that is wanted by the masses. So that's a great point and is a perfect lead into my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds. This is where I'm going to be asking you a series of five questions and you're just going to give us back some amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds good. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> what was the number one thing holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, in the beginning, I, I've, I've always just been willing to jump in. So, like, it wasn't like, oh, I need to be bold or I need to be courageous or, you know, you need to start. Like, I'm ready to start, you know. But looking back now, the biggest thing that was holding me back was just knowledge. Like, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't know, I didn't know the right things I should be spending my time on. I didn't know where I shouldn't be spending my time. I didn't know that the majority of business is really just relationships and getting to know people. And the more people you reach out to and the more people you contact, the better your business is going to be. Um, you know, if I had known that stuff up front, then I wouldn't have had to spend so much time in the first six months figuring all that out. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's the race that you run. And sometimes you have to you know, they say like you should learn from other people's mistakes. Sometimes you need to learn from your own mistakes because experience is the only way for it to make sense to you. So um, it's important to go through it yourself as well. But I would say knowledge was the biggest thing holding me back. It is all about the journey. What is the best business advice you ever received? Okay, so I, I, my dad has said this to me in, in a lot of different um, contexts. But I also heard it when I was watching a speech by Neil Gaiman, who's a, a pretty famous author. And he said that, you know, he, he had this, you know, the stuff that he had written was blown up and he was really popular. He's going to all these book tours and signings and all this stuff. And uh, he said that someone looked at him and they were like, enjoy it. And he's like, that's the best, best, best advice I ever got. And I didn't. And I regret the fact that I didn't enjoy it. And my dad has said that to me, you know, in, in some context here or there multiple times. But enjoy the process. Like, you know, I mean, you only, you're only going to do this once, right? You're only, you're only going through your life one time. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in all the details of running a business, of, of battling to, you know, get this heard and like, oh, I need to work all day. And, you know, I have to outwork my competitors and I don't know, and all, all this stuff. And like, that's great and a noble cause, but enjoy the process. Like, you know, enjoy, enjoy going through it and, and living through it. And I, I think I do a pretty good job of that. Um, maybe I'm just being irrational and, and giving myself more credit than I really should. But, um, I do, I mean, I, you know, I love it day to day and I, I try to be grateful for those moments and to live that out because if you don't do that, then it just passes you by. It just, you know, I mean, it, your, your business is run by you, but not with you. And, uh, and I think that's important to be a part of the experience and to enjoy it. Does that mean that you're enjoying this interview? 
Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to use that as a, uh, as a little voice clip plug, if you don't mind. For sure. I wouldn't be anywhere else. <laughs> so what is something that's specifically working for you in your business right now? Uh, well, if you're looking for a tactic or something, I would say email marketing. Um, I, you know, email marketing has been around for quite a while and I don't think it's going anywhere soon. Um, to be a little more specific about what works is copywriting and copywriting has been around forever. Um, you have to understand how to craft a message to get inside your customer's head, to resonate with them, to put their fears and worries and hopes and dreams onto the page. And copywriting really helps you do that. Um, if you understand what's important to them, then you can understand what is important for your business to do. So I would say that that's, you know, that's something that's definitely working and I think will continue to work and that I put a lot of time into. Great, great. What is the best business book that you've read in the last six months? There's a lot of really good books out there. I would say, you know, I, obviously I lean towards health and medicine, but um, The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande is an excellent book because, you know, th there's a lot of great business books out there. There's a lot of great business parables and ideas and theories and, you know, motivation and all that stuff. But the reason that I like The Checklist Manifesto is that it's something that you can execute on. Like you can actually implement a checklist in your day-to-day -day work and it will make sure that you, you know, make fewer errors, that you don't miss things. And uh, the book's good. It's called The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. It's basically about how he implemented checklists in um, surgery and operating rooms. Um, but it also gives examples from a wide range of industries. Wonderful. Well, the last question, and this is my favorite question, and it's kind of a tricky one. If you woke up tomorrow, you had all the experience and knowledge you currently have today, but everything that you've done in your business has disappeared, forcing you to start over from scratch, completely a clean slate, like many of our listeners are currently, currently have, what would you do? Well, if I had to make money, then I would, I would just try to, I would look for speaking gigs. Um, you know, I, I love public speaking anyway. So, you know, and I, it's something that I'm comfortable with, but I would, you know, I would look for that. I mean, you can make, that can be a big win. You know, you could, you can find a speaking gig where you make $10,000 just doing one gig. So you can, you know, make, make some money then if you need to, if you need to do that. Um, if I was starting, a, you know, the business over, if I was, you know, thinking about that, like, how am I going to grow this again or get people's attention or build an audience or, you know, whatever, launch product, then I would just buy a domain, design the website. I know how to do some designs so that makes it easier for me. Um, and then I'd pick a topic that I really cared about and I would, I would start writing and I'd start emailing people and searching out interviews and writing guest posts and just get the word out. I mean, you don't have to, if you're going to keep it really simple, what would I do that first day? I'd buy a domain, I'd design the website, and I'd write the first article. Like that's, you know, I mean, you, you don't have to, if you have a goal, any goal, the most important thing is to start. Like, you, you know, in the beginning, everybody's in pretty much the same place. They have no money, no resources, no contacts. And somehow, magically, certain people build these amazing businesses despite the fact that they started in the same place as everybody else. And I think that one reason why they get there is because they just start. You know, they start at the beginning, but they also start every day. They wake up in the morning and they do something. They contact somebody. They write something. They get something out to the world. They release something. And you're going to start in the same place as everybody else. But if you get started and you get started every day, then good things will happen. So that's what I would do. 
Perfect. Just start. I love it. That's extremely actionable advice. And that's what we will end on today. So as we're signing off, do you have any last bit of information, advice, or just give us a quick plug for uh, something that's coming up for you to Fire Nation? Sure. Uh, Well, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. If anybody wants to talk to me, I'm always available, you know, always happy to help. You can reach me at james at jamesclear.com if you want to email me. And uh, yeah, you can, I mean, check out passivepanda.com or remoremethod.com and you can see what I'm working on there. And, uh, otherwise, you know, just keep a lookout cause I'm going to be launching some fun stuff in, in the health and medicine and fitness industry soon. So I'm really looking forward to that, but John, thanks for having me. Awesome. James, we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey guys, this is John Lee Dumas signing off. Remember to subscribe to our email list for your chance to win $50 cash every Wednesday. Fire Nation, my one call to action to you today is this. If you enjoyed this free podcast and want to show your love, head over to eofire.com, click the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page, and you'll be shot over to iTunes to leave a rating and review. To show my appreciation for your hopefully five-star rating, I will give you a shout out at the top of an upcoming show, and then you can tweet about how awesome you are. Seriously, though, it would really mean a lot to all of us here at Fire Nation that work so hard to bring you this content five days a week. Until next time, Fire Nation, prepare to ignite. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.